back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, education, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And I felt that today's episode was very, very timely because the season we are going into, which is we're kind of in the middle of October, it's the fall, it's going into the winter season when Thanksgiving is coming up, when the Christmas season's coming up. And a lot of things are going to be shifting in people's lives to be less focused on the hustle and bustle of work. And now we're going into the hustle and bustle of tons of holiday festivities and other things. And I always want to start this by saying, guys, remember that Christmas is one day, Christmas Eve is one day, Thanksgiving is one day. We may have a couple of cocktail parties in there, but the majority of our weeks are going to be pretty much the same. We might have a little bit more stress around maybe trying to fit in shopping with, with friends and family, you know, visits and all that stuff, but nothing really changes. So don't look at this season like it's a complete avoidance of your nutrition and your training. It's just that things might shift a little bit in your focus of, of what you're actually focusing on might shift. And today's episode, I want to talk to you guys, and I've made episodes on this before, but I wanted to kind of obviously freshen things up a little bit. Talking a little bit about the diet phases. Um, you know, I think that people get so focused on there's there's one phase in a diet. I'm either dieting or I'm not. Well, so two phases. I'm either on a diet or I'm not on a diet. That's really not the way nutrition should work. We should always be hopefully looking to obviously make some progress somewhere. And part of that progress is obviously some points we're just taking a break from it. If you truly value your fitness, we are always trying to make improvements somewhere, right? Um, and for those of you guys that might have a considerable amount of weight to lose, looking at a diet perspective that has phases might actually help you actually be more successful at achieving those goals because you can realize that you don't have to always be in a fat loss phase. On today's episode, I want to break down the phases of dieting, and hopefully this will also help you guys out there that maybe have struggled to maintain weight loss, or you don't really seem to get any progress when you're trying to, to lose weight. As you go into the new year, you might be looking to start something new. I want you guys to get a better understanding of how to make this more effective for you. Um, by the way, I will be launching another AMRAP 30 macros challenge come January 1st. So make sure that you stay tuned for that because my last one was very successful and I actually had a lot of fun with it. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So, so if you guys get any value out of this episode, if you want more help with breaking down your journey, if you can let me know, shoot me a DM. I actually just found out what I really need you guys to be doing is actually giving me some five-star ratings and reviews, because the more you do that, the more people I get that are listening that actually give me reviews, that actually gets more people to see my podcast. So I can help more people by doing that. So a little something for giving you guys something for free, by the way, I'm always here to give free shit. So if you guys have things you want to hear about, let me know that too. So you can put that in the five-star rating reviews. Cheryl, I wish you would talk about this. You know, so without further ado, let's roll. Now, I'm going to start by talking to you guys about what most people do wrong is typically the story is this. Um, they aren't really doing anything. Maybe they're kind of in this rut where they're like, they're kind of meal planning during the week and then they're like doing whatever they want on the weekends. Maybe they're doing absolutely nothing. Um, they're just eating whatever they want, but they decide one day, like, I'm going to start a diet and the diet starts. And it's like, I went from eating 3000 calories of whatever I wanted to like a thousand calories of hardly anything. I'm afraid of eating anything besides chicken, broccoli, and rice. Um, by the way, rice is only allowed after my workouts. And I don't even know, like, I'm not even hungry right now. Cause I'm just going to fight the hunger. It's that all in or all out mentality. And this is what gets people into the biggest problem is because that is very unsustainable. It's sustainable for a very short period of time. And that drastic change also is very easy for the body to adapt to. So the results end up being very short-lived. So these people might see really quick results, which really aren't results is a lot of water loss. And then they put the weight back on or they see a stall in progress. 
they say, yeah, fuck it, this diet ain't working. So I'm just going to abandon ship, go back to doing what I was doing before or wait for the next diet plan to happen, right? That's the wrong approach. There's a lot of wrong approaches, but that's probably the most common one is that we get uh, like a little hair up our ass and like today's the day that we're going to start doing something. And I'll be honest, that's how I started my fitness journey, but I actually stuck it out. <laughs> I woke up one morning and I'm like, today's a day. And I started with working out. And once I got into a consistency with working out about three or four days in, I'm like, you know what? I was in college. I'm like, Hey mom, can I get some grocery money? I'm going to start eating healthier. <laughs> and she sent me some grocery money. So I went to the grocery store, picked up a few new things, dropped the rice roni and the macaroni and cheese, picked up some chicken, some, some stir fry sauce and some broccoli. And I started changing my diet and that's how I started. So we all start somehow, but it does usually come down to people that just end up one day deciding they're going to do it. And then they abandon ship as soon as, as life gets hard. So I can go into a whole other story about that, but we're not even going to get to go talking about the whole struggle bus because the struggle bus guys, that is part of every phase of this. We are going to have life happen no, no matter where we're at. So before I even go into this, I should probably tell you guys, there is never a perfect time to start a diet. I think I started on a Wednesday. I'm going to be honest. I think it was like a Wednesday or Thursday. You guys, there's no perfect day. There's no perfect time. In fact, you can start right now. You don't have to wait till the new year because all of these things that are coming up are going to happen, whether it's February or March or April, there's always going to be a birthday party, a celebration. So that's a whole other, whole other episode. Um, anyway, so let's talk about the phases of a successful diet plan that is actually sustainable, enjoyable, and teaches you all the things you need to do to be master of your own nutrition. Number one, you need a pre-phase. And this is like what I would like to call your metabolic priming, kind of making sure that you're in a healthy place. Now, if you've never dieted before, this is a pretty much you're, you're in a good place. If you're kind of like, this is your first time ever embarking on this, you're likely not dealing with a lot of negative feedback from your metabolism um, or your hormones. Whereas if you have been chronically dieting, under eating, yo-yoing up and down through years and years and years of, of behaviors, this phase is important for you. Now, whether you are the non-dieter or you are the one that's dieted a lot, it still starts with the same thing is we need to establish a base. What does base look like for you? Well, it's developing the foundational skills of eating right. So we're looking at building balanced meals. We're not looking at cutting out food groups. We're not looking at, you know, that stuff. We're looking at, okay, eating enough calories for like my body's needs for optimal health and getting a balance of nutrients at all my meals. This is where you're developing the skills of maintenance of what it looks like for you to live your life in a healthier way. It shouldn't feel restricted. It should feel actually really, really good. Uh, in fact, you should feel like, God, I don't even feel like I'm dieting because you're not yet. And for some people, this might take a week. It might take two weeks. It might take six to eight weeks. And for some people that have been chronically dieting for a long time and are very resistant to, to eating more, it might take them a little bit longer. It really depends on the individual. And I always like to hope that it's going to take me less than four weeks. But sometimes when a person has been in a very bad place, both physically and mentally, it takes time. I can't just bump somebody's calories up who is living on 800 calories a day, which is a common thing that I see. And it's very frustrating for them because they just want to lose weight, but they don't realize that what they're doing is making it harder and harder and harder for them to lose weight. So metabolic priming, we get that base, we get the habits, we get them feeling really good. They should feel like they're not in any restriction at all. And, and that's part one. From there, we're going to sink into a fat loss phase. And what fat loss phase looks like is we are taking some calculated numbers from their maintenance to allow them to see a controlled loss in weight. 
Now in this phase, there are a lot of things that are going to happen that we have to obviously work through. So it's not as simple as just, let me just drop some calories and the weight's going to come off, right? Well, for some people, it is that easy, likely the non-dieter. Um, but for other people, our metabolism play, plays a huge role in how effective this is. Well, for everybody, it plays, plays a role. When we are somebody who is a hyper responder, we tend to respond really well to this phase. Um, I'm a hyper responder. Every time you throw food at me, my body burns more calories. If I cut food back, my body loses weight. It's I'm a hyper responder very quickly. Others are not so much. Some are, are very like slow responders and the body takes a little bit of time to catch up. Other people have a compensation that happens that as they cut calories back, their bodies naturally slow down and they're not aware of that. So it's really hard for us to troubleshoot that. So knowing where you're at and that is, is something that you're going to learn along that phase. It's not, I have a slow metabolism. I have a fast metabolism. It's understanding that you have either an adaptive metabolism or a more adaptive metabolism than others. And we just have to learn how to troubleshoot that. And that's where having a coach can be so helpful for you because it's really frustrating when you're like, I'm doing the nutrition, I'm doing the training. What am I doing wrong? Well, you're not, your body is not responding to what you're doing. So we have to make some adjustments there, which is where the next piece of the fat loss phase is knowing how long you have to be dieting for. One of my first questions is how much weight do you want to lose? And people are usually scared to say that, uh, I don't really know. Well, you should know why, because you have to know how long you're going to be dieting for. If you've got 50 pounds to lose, you got a long way to go. We have to learn how to interval that, right? So we want to know what that diet phase looks like and then be able to go from there. Um, so the next step is obviously in that fat loss phase, we cut the calories back. We're addressing feedback. So we're watching for energy changes, hunger changes, cravings, um, digestive changes, and all those types of things. And then along the way, like I said, depending on how long the person has to go for, we might be building in some diet breaks. Maybe it's just some simple refeed days. We're looking to kind of make sure that that person is optimizing their metabolic health as much as they can to prevent that adaptation from happening. Because in a fat loss phase, you are going to start to burn less calories at rest as you're losing weight, as your calorie intake goes down. And we want to kind of make sure that we're offsetting that as much as we can. Um, there's no real science that says that refeeds and diet breaks are super effective. However, there is a lot of evidence in terms of what we see from the compliance from clients and their results that it tends to definitely help with a lot of those things. So definitely think that diet breaks and refeeds should be a part of everybody's plan. Not to mention, like I said, we don't have just one season that has holidays. It's all part of our life and that we should be able to kind of know that like maybe one weekend we're on a vacation we don't want to be thinking about nutrition. Okay. So this is why understanding the phases of fat loss also have some little parts in them that don't require you to be thinking about fat loss. And that's okay. We are all human, whether you have a hundred pounds lose or whether you are where you want to be, we are all human. I mean, think about this way. If you're performance-based as an athlete, sometimes you take time off from training, right? You take time off to relax and enjoy your friends. That's the same thing here. So fat loss phase. From our fat loss phase, as I mentioned, some diet breaks and refeeds built in, depending on the person, we might need to do more or less of them, depending on how much longer they have to go. We then need to go into like the, all right, I'm where I want to be, Cheryl. I feel really, really good. Now, sometimes that's not where we get to. Sometimes a person has a long way to go and they get to a place where they're in that fat loss phase and they're like burned out. They're like, all right, my body's not responding as much as I was. My hunger, my cravings are going up. I'm feeling non-compliant now. Um, I just need to take a break. And this is hard because a lot of people are like, I'm never going to lose all the weight that I want to lose. Maybe this is not possible. And this happened recently to one of my clients. I'm like, nope, that's not true. Okay. 
you've been doing this for a long time. Your body needs a break. Give your body the break it needs. So I want you to think of this post phase as it's an end in a dieting cycle. And it might be the end of your journey, meaning you are where you want to be, or it might be like, I need to take a break from this right now and revisit it later on. And if you do this part the right way, you will set yourself up for success. If you go back into another fat loss cycle, or if you are where you want to be, you will ensure that you can maintain your results long-term. So either way, this next phase is the most important phase. Okay. I often, I just made this post recently in my Facebook group. If I could go back in time and change anything, it would have been understanding the purpose of this when I was 19 years old, because I had no idea how to go from weight loss to weight maintenance. And I was so afraid of regaining weight that I would just keep dieting myself because I didn't know. So add to that, the mental and emotional stress I was going under and hello, eating disorder. Here I come. So, and I can go over, I just, I just had to bring that up because it's, it's something that was, it was pivotal in my life. And if you don't know my story, guys, I'm very passionate about teaching people about nutrition because of that. So post phase, the first part of your post phase is making sure that you're establishing a new body set point. When we are, let's just say we weighed 185 pounds at a five, at a five, four, five foot three, three female for the last call it 10 years. And then you spent six to eight months and now you're 155 pounds and your body is going to fight that. Your body is going to be like, I don't feel right. I had all that 30 pounds of excess energy because that's what fat is. And now I don't have that. So your body is going to start to give you more cues and hunger cues and cravings because it's looking for energy. It's looking for fat storage because it's always designed to kind of prevent that need for nutrition and not having it available. That's it's your body's way of protecting itself from death. So in this first part, you want to not really do any changes so far. You want to kind of let the body just adjust to the calories. You actually want a little bit of an adaptation to happen, get your body used to it. But then we start the, the part of it that is where people struggle. It's the reverse part of it. And this takes some people longer than others. It once again, decide, it depends on mindset, how committed that person is, how comfortable they are with making number changes how long they were in a dieting phase for, uh, their, their mental health in terms of, or their mental state in terms of nutrition, like how comfortable they are with food, food relationship, um, and the speed at which that person feels comfortable. So we want to make sure that all of those things are addressed in this phase. What the reverse phase is, is like I said, where we started, we were starting at maintenance, right? And then we went through this fat loss phase with some breaks built in. We're at the set point phase. Now we're going to slowly try and reverse the nutritional adaptations that we've created. So we're going to start to bring our nutrition up to a maintenance at our new weight. And that might look different than it did when we first started, but it also could look very similar depending on what else has changed in that person's life. So maybe before this person started this journey, they weren't working out as frequently and now they're actually working out more. Maybe they have more muscle on them. So they might actually be pretty close to where they were, even though their metabolism has adapted to the change in their calories. We can now reverse that back up by increasing the thermic effect of feeding and getting them optimizing their, their performance more. So reverse phase, we're bringing things up in a very calculated way. I recently just reversed a guy and he's been responding so well that I haven't had to really worry about it. It's been pretty quick. I've been able to bring numbers up. Whereas a lot of my female clients, I tend to have to bring them up a little bit slower. They're a little bit more timid. Um, it just really depends on the way the person responds. We don't want to see weight regain. We might see a little bit of fluctuations. The weight might go up one or two pounds, especially if the carbohydrates are going up. Because remember, guys, 
whenever you guys are eating carbs, you are storing up to four grams of water per gram of carbs. So we are going to see that increase there. Not to mention if you're eating more food, you're going to have more food weight in your belly. So there's a lot of things that happen, but things that should also be happening is optimizing. You're going to feel better in your digestion. You're probably going to the bathroom more regularly. You're going to start to get more energy. You're going to start to feel a little stronger. You're going to start to feel like what it feels like to be optimizing your body for health. And this is the exciting part of this part. So, or of this phase, and that's the reverse phase. Once you guys get to the place where you're like, all right, calorically I am. And this is how you know you're done. You're like, I don't really want to eat more food. I can pretty much eat the foods that I enjoy in moderate portions. Um, you know, I'm obviously not eating a whole pizza every night, but I can have pizza and I don't feel like I'm going to go over my numbers. I feel like I can incorporate some social drinking and social eating and not feel stressed out about it. I feel like I have enough energy to get through my workouts. I'm not having to space out my food so much with like anxiety about, am I going to have enough left later on? Like you're feeling really good about things and it intuitively you're like, you know what? I'm a little hungry for a snack and you can have that snack and not stress about it later on. That's when you know that you're like, all right, I'm in a good place. And then we're going into maintenance. Now maintenance looks very different for everybody. For some people, um, if you do have like a personality like me, kind of type A, you like to have that control factor. It keeps me on track. If I didn't track my food, I would easily undereat. So maintenance for me is, well, maintenance for everybody is establishing a couple of things. One, like I just said, if I didn't track, I would undereat. It's knowing your red flag. So for some people, if they don't track, they'll overeat the wrong things. It's knowing what you need to watch out for when you're not focusing on a goal. The important, that's an important part of the maintenance phase is knowing what things you're going to have to keep in, in check so that you don't revert back to old habits. So that's number one. Now, number two is some people are going to be lifetime trackers. Like I was saying, I'm, I'm a tracker. Others want to move into more of like, a, I don't want to think about my nutrition all the time. And I don't really need to be weighing and measuring my food. And this is what most people want to get into. And they should be able to, you should be able to move away from having to keep meals so simple, having to weigh and track everything because you've been doing it for so long that you should now be able to eyeball things and know like what you're adding to dishes and, and how to balance it out. And, and that's where maintenance becomes a very individualized basis on a person's lifestyle and values and where you can kind of start to learn how to, how to get back to like normalizing your eating patterns. Maybe you are making more home cooked meals with your family and you were in your fat loss phase. Maybe you were really dialed in and eating on your own. And we start to incorporate more of those flexible things that are no, no longer no longer you obsessing about like, is it going to cause me to gain weight? It's now it's like, all right, I have plenty of calories available. So if I'm off by a hundred, it's not a big deal. You know, like that's where we want to get to. And, and that metabolic reverse phase, the reverse dieting phase is really important for this because it gives you more flexibility for that. So one option in the maintenance phase is continue tracking uh, because you like it, makes you feel good. And with that tracking, it's not so much about being spot on every day. Maintenance calories and macros are more of a range, right? So we can kind of make sure we're keeping things pretty consistent from day to day. But every once in a while, we might have a higher volume day, need to increase things. Every every once in a while, we might, you know, just not be feeling as hungry. It's not, oh my God, I'm not going to, I'm going to lose my gains if I miss a day. It's having a range and sticking to it. Option two for some people might be tracking the days that they have, like, what I like to call their quote unquote, their red flag days, where Maybe they are just like checking calories and macros of the foods that they're eating when they're eating out, but their week is pretty routine. They don't really change much. Um, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they just want to keep themselves in check and maybe have one or two days where they don't have to stress so much about food and they're just kind of monitoring other things to make sure they're not going in the negative direction. And then number three is walking away from it altogether, knowing it's a tool that you could always go back to 
but knowing that like you're in a good place, you've developed enough habits and structure. When you're in maintenance, your food choices should not change. What you're doing in your pre-phase, your fat loss phase, your reverse phase, and into your maintenance phase, your nutrition should look the same. It's not reintroducing foods ever. It's always reintroducing calories and amounts of those foods and realizing that in maintenance, we have more calories available. So we should be able to include more of those foods that maybe were a little bit higher calories and feel less stressed about that. Maintenance phase is the goal for everybody because nobody wants to regain their weight. So this is where, like I said, knowing your red flags is really important um, and establishing what of those is going to work best for you. So phase one, we've got the pre-phase, the metabolic priming. Phase two, we've got our fat loss phase. Um, phase three, we've got our post phase, um, getting our new body weight set point. Then we've got our reverse dieting phase and then our maintenance phase. Now, the other thing I'm going to talk about is maybe you aren't somebody that has to lose weight. You, maybe you're trying to build. This is going to look a little different for you um, because I do think that people get into this whole, I'm in a bulking phase. And I actually think what is a better method for those people looking to make gains is to do shorter bulk method, short, shorter bulk. So like um, rather than thinking about I'm on a bulk phase, it's I'm going to spend about four to six weeks in a calorie surplus, calorie maintenance, like calorie surplus. And then maybe I'm going to spend a couple of weeks that are a little bit less because I think the goal really is to be putting on body weight slowly, a little bit of lean body mass and minimizing body fat. And I think with that method, it ends up being a little bit better. You probably never have to do a full reverse phase because you should never be over consuming that many calories. It's always just knowing that you're slightly above maintenance in order to create a little bit of opportunity for muscle growth. Um, that's the only real difference with this, but I know most people that I'm, are following me are looking for um, fat loss advice. Everybody wants to look good naked. And if part of that is, you know, they want to build muscle too. But I think for most people, it's like, I know I have some muscle. I know I need to keep working on building muscle, but if I can just get this layer of fat off, I'm okay with the process of building muscle slowly. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you guys. As I said, if you guys do want help with building out your own phases, um, not really sure where to start, how to set goals, uh, definitely shoot me a message. I want to hear from you. And like I said, if you guys can shoot me some reviews, that would be awesome. And have a good week, and I will talk to you all soon.